0: what's up everybody how are you welcome to the 1015 service today ah, i hate the devil he steals an hour of our sleep he he rips away this beautiful weather that we had and gives us this garbage whatever this is um hey today we are in part three of a prayer series and um some of you are like, I thought this was a two-part series. It was. Now it's a three-part series. And so we're going to continue this series this week. We might even continue it next week and the week after. It might be a four-part, five-part, six-part, seven-part series. I don't know. It'll be a whole like franchise, like saga, right, um, this, this series. Actually, next week, we have a special guest with us, Stephen uh, Wesley. And he, he's someone that we've been trying to bring in for a very long time, but uh, he's Canadian, and you know they're fascists and stuff, so they don't let people leave their country. Um, totally kidding, but also not, right? So they, 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 they wouldn't let him leave with vaccination status or whatever, whatever it was. He had to get vaccinated. I don't know what it was. We're over that. We're on World War III now, okay? So like we're not talking about COVID anymore. So um, he, he couldn't come, but now he's gonna be here. So he's gonna be here next week. It's gonna be absolutely awesome. And then the week after that, we got my buddy, John Norman, who's gonna be here. And so um, John was awesome. He and his wife, Chantel, were here this summer and they spoke and absolutely amazing. And so we got two back-to-back guest weekends. Either one of them, both of them, would be a great one to bring a friend and come hang out. It's gonna be awesome. So you get two weeks from this face off, okay? You don't have to see me. You know. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Just laugh, don't, don't, okay. <laughs> Greg, you are so stupid. I love, I love, I love you, I love you. Greg's like my best friend since fourth grade and, uh, and there's something about when he says things. I can't, like, I'm talking to you guys but he says something and I can't stop doing this. Okay, um, so, so we're talking about prayer and today what I wanna do is I wanna talk to you about how to get your prayers answered. I wanna talk to you about three keys to getting your prayers answered. Okay, this is one of those moments where you might wanna pull out your phone or a notebook or whatever and write these down because these three keys are gonna change your life. Three keys to getting your prayers answered. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for your goodness, for your grace, for your love, for your kindness towards us. God, we thank you that you are a good Father, that you love us, that you care for us. God, we thank you today that we can go deeper in our relationship with God through prayer, that we can learn more about how to pray, but God also not just learn like a knowledge, but that we would actually become a praying church, that it wouldn't just be a head knowledge, but that we would be constantly in prayer, constantly in relationship with God. In Jesus' name, come on, everybody said amen, amen, amen. amen. Okay, it's been a while since I've talked about my two girls here on stage. You know, every now and then I'll tell a little story I'll tell a little story, but today I'm gonna to talk about them a little bit more than usual. So, Story is six years old, Scout just turned three this week. And so, um, yep, and so she's got this whole list of things. Scout, that she's like, when I turn three, I'm gonna do this. When I turn three, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna get my ears pierced when I turn three. I'm gonna i I'm gonna have my own bed when I turn three. I'm gonna get a big girl bed when I turn three. I'm gonna get a new car seat when I turn three. I'm gonna get my license when I turn three. Like, Everything she thinks when she turns three, it's like this big game-changing moment. So, story who's six, scout who's three, they are absolutely adorable and they are absolutely annoying. <laughs> Anybody in here have little kids? You can, you can take their names and you can say, they are absolutely adorable and they are absolutely annoying. Kids are incessant with their requests like from the second they wake up to the second they go to bed we wake up to them poking us in the face and say can I have some milk can I have some milk we have 17 of these in our fridge at all times because they drink chocolate almond milk can I have some milk can I have some milk right it starts with that and then as the day goes on can I have your phone can I have your phone I want videos I want games can I have your phone it's constant request, and, um, and then later on in the day, they start playing with Barbies. Can you change her outfit? No, not that outfit, this outfit. No, not this outfit, this outfit. Daddy, one more. How about this outfit, right? And there's nothing more humiliating than being an adult male changing Barbie's clothing for your daughters. <laughs> but this is what I do. So at the end of the day, this is what Kenzie and I look like as the day concludes. <laughs> 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 literally like at the end of the day we're just like i give up i quit and they're just like Ugh. this was us last night so um just nonstop requests from the second they wake up to the second they go to sleep can i can i will you will you and you know and then and then they and then we do the thing where it's like go ask your mom and then she's like go ask your dad and then they just come back in circles and they're like well dad said yes and i'm like i didn't say yes and she's like i didn't say yes Everyone know what I'm talking about? This is children. This is what they do. Non-stop requests. Some of the requests are like, okay, I get that. You need that to survive. Like, I am hungry. Okay, yeah, I get that. You need that to survive. And some of the requests are just like, this is ridiculous. Like, I'm not changing that outfit for the 17th time. I'm not doing this thing. Sometimes I'm convinced that they just want to drag me into being a part of their activity and so they're like, hey, will you do this? Will you do that? And I'm just, I, I get sucked away into it, right? Um, the reality is, though, that when we talk to God, that God actually wants us to be a little bit more like Story and Scout. He wants us to be a little bit more uh, like constantly asking. And you and I, we hate that. We try to get our kids to stop asking us all the time. But Chesterton said this. He said that we have sinned and grown old, but our Father is younger than we. God has an has a eternal uh, life-giving spirit. He has an eternal sense of joy, an eternal sense of life, an eternal sense. So what wears you and me out, like, oh my gosh, these incessant requests. God loves it. He's younger than we are. He's more playful than we are. He's more full of life and energy than we are, right? And so God doesn't resist our requests. He loves our requests uh, because they mean, they mean relationship. They mean connection. And there's kind of four main categories of prayer. You can write this down. There's kind of four main categories of prayer. There are subcategories, but there's four big categories. Okay, The first one is a prayer of, um, of thanksgiving, thanking God. Just thanking God for all he's done, thanking him for who he is. Another one is a prayer of praise or worship, that we're just praising God for for his nature, for his goodness, for his holiness, right? We're praising God. Another one is a prayer of repentance, where we're coming back to God and we're saying, God, I repent, I need to make this right, I need to get this right with you. And this last category is a prayer of requests. Supplication is what the Bible calls it, that we make our requests known to God. So how many here, you want your prayers answered? I want my prayers answered. So I'm gonna give you three keys to getting your prayers answered. Let's read the first verse here today. It says this in John 14. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that my Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. I love this verse. I love this verse. And Let's just break it down for a second. It says this. Whatever you ask, In my name, this will I do. You know what I love about prayer? I love that prayer is a whatever activity. I love that prayer is not an activity that is um, only bring certain things to God and, and everything else, you know, take that to your pastor. Take that to the prayer team. Take that to, you know, some other thing. It's not like God has set up a hotline and he's like, if it meets this threshold, bring it to me. And if it's this threshold, have someone else deal with it. Our God says, whatever we bring to him, whatever. So what do we pray about? We pray about whatever. I love what the Bible says. It says, don't be anxious about anything. Instead, pray about everything. So what do we pray about? Everything. What do we pray about? Whatever. What do we pray about? Anything, right? If if your finances are messed up, pray. If your kids are messed up, pray. If your health is messed up, pray. If your spouse is messed up, kill him. And then pray about it. Uh, (laughs) I almost died yesterday, (laughs) y'all. Kenzie, why are you mad? You, I'm mad because of you. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I almost died, but the Lord brought me through. Okay um pray pray about your spouse pray about your house pray about your mouse pray about your blouse pray about your we're doing the rhyming thing again we're doing the rhyming thing again pray about everything what can i bring to god anything and everything but kyle this is too small to bring to god i think i can handle this one myself how about you bring god into that you know, well, I think I can handle this on my own. I don't really need God's involvement in this because I think I got it on my own. Man, that's not the kind of life I wanna live. I wanna live a kind of life where God is a part of my entire life. Whatever you ask for in my name, this will I do. Prayer is a whatever activity. Here's what I love too. He says, whatever you ask in my name. This is our first key that we're gonna talk about today. Here's key number one to getting your prayers answered is ask, ask. Uh, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do. Ask. You know what God wants from us is he wants us to ask him. He wants us to bring things to him. But Kyle, like God already knows what I need. Why would I even ask him for that? He already knows that I have this bill. He already knows that I have this health diagnosis. He already knows what I'm going through. Why do I need to ask him? And I think there's a clue here in this story in Mark, in in the book of Mark, it says this. And they came to Jericho, and as they were leaving Jericho with the disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. Now, how many times in your crying out to God has someone in your life been like, shut up? right? And what I love about this is then it says this, but he cried out all the more. How many times in our life are we crying out to God and it's like, shut up. God doesn't want to hear that. Stop crying about that. Stop, stop bringing that to God. No, he cried out all the more. Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man saying to him, take heart, get up. He is calling you. And throwing off his cloak he sprang up and came to Jesus, and Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. What do you want me to do for you? You know, what I love about Jesus is he's looking at this man and he's looking at this blind beggar. He knows that he's blind, he knows he's a beggar. He doesn't say like, I see your need, let me make you whole, let me heal you. He says, what do you want me to do for you? And he makes the guy say, Rabbi, that you would restore me, Rabbi, that you would make me whole, Rabbi, that you would restore my sight. You know, a lot of times in our relationship with God, I think that God, yeah, he knows what you're going through, but he wants to hear you express to him, God, would you do this in my life? Why? Because not only are we asking God to meet a need or solve a problem, whatever, we're acknowledging our dependency on God. We're inviting him into the situation. God, I'm not going to try to handle this on my own. I'm not going to try to heal my own blindness or whatever. I I can't do that on my own. God, would you do this in my life? Ask God. Uh, When I look at your situation or my situation, whatever you're going through right now, if you're not asking God, you are not inviting God into that problem. I heard a story this week about a, about a pastor from China and it was an underground church, a secret church. They're, they're not allowed to do a lot of things or, 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 or I mean, it's at, at threat of their own life a lot of times. And so he was a pastor there and he was able to come to America and he saw the American church. And as he was leaving, an American pastor said, what do you think about the church in America? And he said, I'm amazed by how much the American church is able to do without God ouch. Because what we do here is we strategize. We, we, build, bil- we build buildings. We build systems. We get marketing guys involved to market things really well and to do this and to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. We should use every tool at our disposal, right? We should, the church should use gifts and talents and all that. But man, if we're not praying He said, what's the big difference between the church in China and the church here? And he said, we pray. What is that? When we pray, we're asking God, God, here's a need that I have, and and I'm asking you to be involved in that need. I'm not trying to just strategize my way out of it or lead my way out of it or whatever. I'm trying to ask you, God, would you be involved in this situation? No matter how big, no matter how small that need is, prayer is a whatever activity, And when we bring it to God, what I love about God is that he wants us to ask him. Ask me. But Kyle, doesn't he already know what I need? Yeah, but there's something about you engaging your faith. There's something about you saying, God, I'm gonna gonna ask you so that when it happens, I know that it was you who did it. So that when it comes through, I know that it was you who fulfilled it. So that when it happens, I know that it was you, God. It could be something so simple. I remember... When Kenzie and I, uh, in 2019, I felt this like huge urge, like I need to sell our house and I need to move us into a different house. I didn't even know why I felt that way because, um, you know, we were Scout was being born and like we were okay in our house for a while. We were just like, why do I feel this way? And I felt this overwhelming need that I need to put our house on the market and I need to um, get get this house off the market. And so... Um, we need to buy another house. And I was walking in my parents' neighborhood and I saw a house for sale and I was like, babe, we should put an offer on this house. We went in, we loved it, we thought it was great. We put an offer on the house and um, the next morning we found out we didn't get the house and we're putting our house on the market and I was starting to get really frustrated and upset because I felt like God was leading me to put our house on the market and I didn't know why this wasn't just kind of magically working out. And then I realized I haven't actually prayed about this. And so I stopped and I said, God, I feel like you're leading me to put this house on the market, but I don't know why, and I don't know what you're trying to get me to do. So, like, would you lead me and guide me? And my exact prayer was, God, you know the house that we're supposed to be in, you know the situation that we're supposed to be in, and so I'm just following you. Would you lead and guide me? Um, a couple weeks later, we put our house on the market. It sold in one day. So we're like, okay, this is amazing. Then we were supposed to go on a trip to Florida, and like I love Florida, I love Florida so much. We were supposed to go on a trip to Florida, and I had this feeling I'm, we're not supposed to go. I'm like, babe, we're not, supposed to go on, we're not supposed to go on this trip. And she's like, okay, for you to say we're not going to Florida is a big deal because you love Florida. I'm like, we're not supposed to go. So we stayed home. That Tuesday, I'm in the office, and I open up my email and an email comes through that a new listing has popped up on the market that day. We were supposed to be in Florida. We called the, the, the uh, realtor and the realtor selling the house was the one who was also the realtor for the first house that we tried to put an offer on and it fell through. She said, hey, I feel bad about what happened before. Let me get you into this house tonight we got in that night. We put an offer on the house that night. It was way better than the than the previous house. It was way more what, what we wanted to be in. Right? We put an offer on that house. She canceled all the appointments the next couple days and, and took that offer that night. We would have been in Florida. We would have been out of you know. We would have been gone. We would have trying to do stuff on our own. But when we just stopped for a second and said, God, would you lead me and guide me? something as simple as a house or as big as a health problem or whatever it may be, I believe that when we ask God, God gets involved. Then when things happen, we realize that it was God who did it. It wasn't me who did it. That wasn't like I was so smart that I canceled our Florida trip and I did this and I did that. No, it was like, God, you did this. You led us. One thing that's pretty cool to me is on the way to our house, the house right before our house on the street, is the only other model in the entire neighborhood that was the the first house that we were trying to buy. So every day that I drive past that house, I remember, hey, my plan is not as good as God's plan. Every single time that I drive, my plan is not as good as God's plan. My thoughts are not as good, my ideas are not as good, my strategies are not as good. Listen, you can work your butt off for years and years and years, or you can have one answered prayer, and it make a huge difference. We need to be asking God. Come on, we need to ask God. So let's go back to this John verse. It says, whatever you ask in my name, this will I do. You know what I love about this? This tells us, Jesus is telling us here, that our job is to ask and his job is to do. Our job is to ask and his job is to do. We wake up in the morning, we start making a to-do list. I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. How about we ask God and watch what he does in our life? I'm not talking about spiritualizing inaction. I'm not talking about you know, just praying and then doing nothing. We know that God wants us to be faithful. He wants us to show up to work. He wants us to lead our family. He wants us to be obedient to his word. But as we're being faithful, man, if you just ask God, you'll be amazed at what God will do. You ask, God does. I love that. And then there's this little key right here. He says, whatever you ask in my name. In my name. God's not just gonna, you know, you're not just gonna say, God, give me a pizza right now, and kaboom, there's a pizza right in my hand, right? It's whatever you ask in my name. When we pray, we're praying in the authority of Jesus. You can't use Jesus's authority to pray prayers that are not in the will of God. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that when I pray that I have to be completely sure that this is the will of God? No. Ask God whatever. But what will happen as we ask God is we will start to learn the will of God as we pray. Because as we pray, we will begin to realize, you know what? Just then, I think I was praying in my name. I don't think I was praying in Jesus' name. I think I was praying in my authority. I don't think I was praying in Jesus' authority. And as we pray and as we bring things to God, you will find that God will steer and guide you and direct you into his good and perfect will. That's so awesome. So whatever we ask in Jesus' name, this will I do. So key number one is ask. Okay, key number two, I want to read this verse to you first. I want to read this verse. It says in Matthew 7, 7 through 11, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock, knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who uh, asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Couple things here. Number one, God is a good Father. God is a good father. Now, he says here, if you then earthly fathers are evil, how much more will your heavenly father do good things? Now, this is, a, this is a literary device that the Jews would use where they would compare in order to show just how good God is, he's gonna call you evil. So he's saying, If you earthly parents are evil and you still give good gifts to your kids, how much more will a good and perfect and holy father give good things to those who ask him? In other words, like every parent here wants their kid to be successful, wants their kid to have everything they need, wants their kid even to have their wants, right? For Scout's birthday, we're not going, let's give her just her needs and not her wants, right? No, for her birthday, we're like, let's give her what she wants, let's give her what she likes. How much more does our Father in heaven want to give good things to those who ask him? But I love this here. He says, ask, seek, and knock. Um, The Greek language here is written not to say, ask one time, seek one time, knock one time. The Greek language is written here, keep on asking. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking and you will find, the door will be opened, it will be given to you. If someone shows up to your house and knocks one time, I mean like literally. (laughs) Who's gonna answer that? (laughs) Like I don't know if a bird just flew into my window or like if, I don't know what happened. Like (laughs) nobody answers the door after one knock, you have to hear at least two before you answer the door. That sounds like, okay, there's someone at the door. That sounds like there's a family member at the door. Sounds like story or scouter at the door, okay? <laughs> we, can't, we, we can't expect the door to be opened after one knock. You knock over and over until the door is opened, right? When you hear multiple knocks, you go, oh, there's someone trying to get my attention. When you hear one knock, you're like, that could have been an accident, right? Well, God knows that our heart is not an accident when we pray one time. He knows that. But what I'm trying to say here is there is a persistency in prayer, that we're not just asking God one time. We're asking him over and over and over again. Does God need us to ask him over and over and over again? Or do we need to ask over and over and over again? Because you know what I think? I think there's a lot of times where I ask God something, my faith rises for a moment, and then I go about my day, and my faith drops off again. And there's something about asking a second time that raises my faith back up again. So here's the second key to getting your prayers answered, okay? Ask again. Second key to getting your prayers answered, number one is ask. Number two is ask again. Ask God and then ask Him again. But Kyle, you don't understand. I've already prayed about this. Do it again. But Kyle, you don't understand. I've already I've already prayed and no answer has come through. Pray it again. But Kyle, you don't understand. Like I, I I've been I've been praying about this. Okay, pray until the door opens. If Jesus says, "Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened." I don't doubt when God says he's gonna do something that he's gonna do it, right? So we gotta ask again. We gotta pray again. We gotta seek again. We gotta knock again. I wanna read this verse to you uh, right here. It says, you do not have because you do not ask. You do not have because you do not ask. How many times in our life do we have something that, that we need or we have a need of some kind and we're just not asking God? We're just not showing God. We're just not saying to God, God, I have this need, right? We're not asking God. God wants us to be a little bit more like Story and Scout and a little bit less like a grouchy old parent that's like too many requests. No, he wants us to bring, his, bring our requests over and over and over again before God. We're gonna talk about the third key here for a second. We're gonna read this verse. The third key, 1 Thessalonians five sixteen through 17. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. How many people here, you're like, I just really wanna know what God's will is for my life. I really wanna know what God's will is for my life. I love this verse. His will is that you would rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, that is the will of God. No, but I really wanna know what God wants me to do when I when I talk about the will of God, I really I really want to know what God wants me to do with my life. Okay, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Yeah, Kyle, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like my career. Like, what do I do with my life? Like, how do I spend my time? What's the will of God? I'm glad you asked. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. This is the will of God for my life. What is the will of God for my life? You know what? It's not so much about what you do with your, your, with your career or all this stuff. What God wants to see in your life is a relationship developed where you are constantly rejoicing, constantly praying, constantly uh, uh, singing songs to the Lord, rejoicing for the Lord. I love this. Giving thanks in all circumstances. This is the will of God for my life. Do you know that if you take up that mantle of, I'm going to ask, God will worry about the doing. So God, I just don't know what you want me to do. I don't know. Do you want me to take this job? Do you not want me to take this job? Do you want me to, you know what? If you pray about it, if you give it to God, he will take care of the doing. He will take care of the guiding. He will take care of the leading. So what is the third key here today? Ask incessantly. Okay? Number one, we ask God. Number two, we ask him a second time. Number three, we ask without ceasing, Paul says. Ask without ceasing. This is literally my, my, my two girls. Like, literally, this is my daughter's. If you say no to them, they're gonna ask you again. If you say no, they're gonna ask again. And eventually, my old butt is just gonna be like, okay, fine, whatever, whatever you want, whatever you need, whatever, right? There's something about an incessant asking of God, a nonstop request, a nonstop, I'm gonna bring this to God. Now, I know today you're going, okay, Kyle, great, thank you, three keys, ask, ask again, whatever. This is not a message that you walk away with and you're like, oh my gosh, that blew my mind but it's a message that will absolutely transform your life if you put it into practice. I'm not going to stand up here and do a little dance today and wow you with some theological, like, whoa, this is amazing. This is so simple. I love Jesus. He made humans. He knows that we're not very bright, so he keeps it very simple, right? Keep it simple, stupid, right? He keeps it so simple. What I love about God is, do you want to grow in relationship with God? ask Him, ask Him again, ask Him again. Do you wanna grow in your life? Do you wanna grow as a spouse? Ask God, ask Him again, ask Him again. Do you need God to solve a problem in your life? Ask God, ask Him again, ask Him again. I wanna see our church become a church that is a praying church. I want a a church that's smart, I want a church that strategizes, I want a church that builds cool buildings, I want a church that doesn't, None of that matters if our people do not pray. None of that matters if we're not a praying church. right? Uh, I want to reach people for Jesus. I want to tell people about Jesus. I want to show them the gospel. I want to lead people to Jesus, but man, I don't want to be a starving baker that's just baking for everybody else and my own life is empty and not fulfilled, and not how do you get there through prayer? Through prayer. I love prayer. Prayer is not only where we get to ask God something, but God gets to say something back to us. You know, right now, recently, I've been in this uh, season where the last two years have been very difficult, uh, you know, for everybody. In my life, th- we had some family circumstances that were very difficult. And I'm talking to somebody and, and going, okay, how do, I, how do I process all this out? How do I get all this gone?" Because I'm reading the Lord's Prayer, and I'm going, he says that I'm to forgive my debtors Right? Or God won't forgive me. So I'm going, okay, if I'm going to pray this prayer effectively, I got to come to a place where I'm like, I'm going to let go of that. I'm going to let go of that. I'm going to let go of that thing. Because if I don't do that, I won't walk in forgiveness and freedom in my own life. So I'm I'm processing this out. How do I do this? And um, I got this prayer guide, uh, processing through pain, processing through difficulty, processing through Every single one of those is invite God into the situation. Take a moment, you know, get out a journal, write out, this is what hurt me. This is, this is what frustrated me. This, this was awful. You know, this was difficult. I was doing that the other night. Kenzie walked in. And I'm sitting there writing, writing, writing. She's, she's laughing at me. Dear diary, right? Because I'm just sitting there writing a journal. I'm writing out all this stuff, but there comes a point as you're writing it out where you, where you stop for a moment and you say, God, what do you think about this? And there's something about asking God, would you give me a different perspective? Would you come into this situation? But Kyle, that situation was two years ago. It's done. It's over. God is in all time. I, I want to say this. This could actually free somebody today. You can ask God to come into a situation that happened two years ago. You really can. You can say, God, would you come into that situation? You know what he'll do? He'll show you where he was. He'll show you what he was doing. He'll show you, and all of a sudden, you'll be like, that whole memory will completely change for you. You'll be like, oh my gosh, that's where God was. That's what he was doing. That's what he was up to, right? There's something about inviting God into your situation. You know, a lot of times, I'm, I'm kind of wired, like, God, I'll take care of this one. I'm gonna save the really big stuff for you. God's like, that's not the relationship that I want. I want a relationship where I'm involved in everything of your life. Essentially, uh, I, I saw this quote today from C.S. Lewis. Michelle Pate posted it on, on her Instagram. He said, to ask God to give you joy or peace or fulfillment apart from him is an impossible task. Because there is no joy. There is no peace. There is no comfort apart from Jesus. And so when we ask God, we're inviting him. Man, if you've got an issue in your body, ask God to come into that. Ask God to come into that situation. If you've got something that you're dealing with or, you know, an emotional thing, ask God to come into that situation. If you've got a hurt or a pain, ask God to come in that situation. If you don't know what to do financially or how to work this out, ask God to step into that situation. He will either answer that prayer the way you thought or he'll lead you and guide you into all truth that's what we love about God. Ask, ask again, ask incessantly. Let's, let's, let's pray right now. God, we thank you so much for your goodness, for your grace, for your kindness. We want to be a praying church, Jesus. We want to be a church that is lighthearted, full of joy, full of peace. We're only going to be that kind of church if we're a praying church, We're only going to be full of peace, full of joy, full of hope if we are a praying church. God, we thank you that over the past few weeks and months, our church has kind of gone through a journey of digging deeper into the word and all that. God, that's so great and so powerful. God, I thank you now that you're pouring your spirit out on it as well. That it's spirit and truth. God, that we're not just going to be full of head knowledge, but we're going to walk in the, the Holy Spirit, presence of God, power of God, that's the kind of church we're gonna be. We're gonna ask God. We're gonna ask him again. We're gonna ask again and again and again and again. We're gonna invite you into our situations. We're gonna invite you into our troubles. We're gonna invite you into our problems. And God, we know that you are gonna fulfill every need, every issue. The Bible says, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified. Our prayers that you would receive all glory, all honor, all praise. Do that in us today. In Jesus' name, come on. Everybody said, Amen.